Thanks for coming in, Mr. Mahoney. Do you have your member ID card? Yep, I have it right here in the FEP Blue app. See? Great. It's can I... awesome. The app can also help me find a provider and keep tabs on my deductibles. Okay, can I... Oh, yeah, and my out-of-pocket spending and visit limits, and I can call the nurse line. I'm really glad it does all that, but I only need to see your member ID card. Oh, that's it? Why didn't you say so? Fearless is just one tap away. With the new FEP Blue app from Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you can access your health benefits on the go. Download it now at fepblue.org app. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Good morning to you. I am Teron Davenport, your host. Welcome to yet another edition. This is the last one of the week, Locked On Eagles. We have to wrap up that game last night. Man, what can you say about the Philadelphia Eagles? They've gone through the preseason undefeated. Don't get too high on it, though. It's just the preseason. I repeat, it's just the preseason. Everything is back to zero, zero, and it really is going to count 9-11. So before we get into the season opener, which we'll get into next week, we're going to just wrap up, put a ball around the preseason, and I got a couple interviews for you. Got to talk to Doyle Green Beckham as well as Stephen Means, so we'll bring those to you right out of the locker room. And just starting off, we have to look at Paul Turner. And this is a guy who made an extreme case for making it onto the 53-man roster. I don't see any way they don't keep him. You look at what he's done, the most consistent receiver all throughout training camp. The guy catches every single pass thrown his way. I, I saw him drop one, literally one pass all throughout training camp. He's a guy that showed early. He showed up early at, at minicamp, made plays. I had commented about he and Hunter Sharp and how well they were able to get in and out of their breaks and get open. I was shocked that Hunter Sharp was catching the football well. He's a guy that I saw drop everything at the East-West Shrine game practices, but something clicked for him. Unfortunately, he got injured, and we didn't see him for a good two weeks, and then he was waved injured. But Paul Turner stuck around, and he's just continued to add to his resume and legitimize his chances of being on the 53-man roster. Has six catches today, over 60 yards, and he made some tough catches. Really liked what he was able to do on one of his corner routes out of the slot position. Got open, caught the ball on the sideline, 28-yard gain. He was someone that they were going to on third downs. I believe he had three catches for uh, that resulted in a first down for the Eagles. So, man, what what more can you say about Paul Turner? Well, you ask, I'll I'll tell you. He also made his presence felt on special teams. Now, there were two th- plays that he made that kind of made you question his punt return ability. Not his punt return ability, but his punt return judgment. And that was when he... First, he fielded a punt inside the five-yard line, which is always a no-no. You never do that. And then he also, he didn't fair catch another punt, and he got walloped. But in addition to that, he uh, let one let one bounce. Well, actually, you know what? I'm not going to fault him for that because that's what you're supposed to do. So it was, it was those two plays where he fielded one inside the five, and then he also didn't use the fair catch. Oh, no, that was the, the third one. He... He fair caught a, a ball at the three-yard line, which is also a no-no. But I'll tell you what supersedes all of that. 
the 71-yard punt return that he had early in the game. And that was a punt return in which he caught that thing. He got north and south, which is exactly what you want a punt returner to do. He found that lane. He hit it, and he hit it hard, and he outran the defense, or the defense, the punt coverage. He outran them. There's no way as a punt returner you let a punter even get near tackling you, and that's what uh, Paul Turner did. He outran that punter, got to the end zone, gave him a little dance, and gave the ball to the ref like nothing happened. And that's what you want to see, a guy who doesn't let the moment get too big for him, and he didn't do that, and kudos to Paul Turner. Now, in addition to that, he's someone that, that the wide receiver core, that unit as a whole, they, they love what, what he's doing, especially Jordan Matthews. You know, He said that he's not surprised by what Paul Turner has done. He's thankful that Paul Turner was able to step up while Jordan Matthews was down. It was almost like a, a perfect situation where Matthews went down, Paul Turner got increased reps, and he made the best of it. So definitely have to shout you out, PT. Excellent job. It's going to be a good season for you. You just keep plugging away, and I'm sure he's going to do that. The guy is so humble, and he's someone that just, you know, he puts God first, and he, he's he's all about, you know, being a good person and making things happen on the football field. You can't for, ask for anything more than that. In addition to that, you had Doriel Green Beckham, who actually stood out. And I tell you, it's funny, that guy loves to talk about running that slant route. Every time we talk about it, man, he just laughs. And it's something that, you know, when you have a guy that's 6'5", 237 like that, that has outstanding hands, I think that's something that we have to look at. His catching ability is really good. And he caught the football well last night. He had two catches. One was a crossing route, you know, but then the other one was a slant. But he was able to get a a gain, back-to-back catches. So, that was a good job by him. Let's go ahead and, and get into the Doriel Green Beckham interview. Talk to him at his locker after the game yesterday. So here it is. You got to work that slant today. Uh, kind of <laughs> take me through a couple of those uh, back-to-back slants that you had. Well, I mean, the, up, the first one was a cross and a shallow. I mean, which, you know, as a receiver, you got to focus on catching the ball, you know. Like, you can't really, like, think about anything else but just – trying to put in the effort to catch the ball, you know, and not look back for that, try to make plays. And that's one thing that I've always got my mindset set on, just catching the ball. Is that something you kind of asked to, to be able to do to work that slam, or is that just a natural thing for the coaching staff to, to use you on? Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I will say kind of like natural. I mean, we're not really like trying to show a whole lot of stuff. Right, so we're right. just pretty much doing like the basics, you know, just this fundamental stuff like that. And I feel like as a group, as a whole, we came out. I mean, receiver, we caught the ball. I mean, we made plays. I mean, PT had a good return, you know, point return. So I mean, that's always big for our room. It set it set, it set off a light in our room, letting everybody know that, bro. We just gotta continue to do the right things and continue to pee and have fun. I know you came here a little bit late, but this guy right here, Watford, is making a transition from quarterback to receiver. I think he's done well. What are some of the things you've seen from him? Well, I mean, just, just his work ethic. Like he always show up in practice every day. You know, just just hungry to. Uh, get in there, you know, just trying to make plays. And I feel like, I mean, as a quarterback playing a receiver, I mean, he see a lot of things as a quarterback perspective of mm-hmm. lining up as a receiver. So it kind of like if we're in our room and we see something, he used to be a former quarterback. So, like, he always, like, throw out of, like, what he's used to seeing and stuff like this. So it kind of, like, help us as wide outs. Thank you. So that was Doriel Green Beckham, DGB as you call him. He uh, had some good things to say about David Watford the former Virginia and Hampton quarterback, converted to wide receiver. And 
Watford had a solid game himself. He made a couple catches from the slot, made one from the outside. Now, there was one moment where he didn't get to work his way back to the football. He knows that that's what he's supposed to do. And it's funny, I saw him in the locker room yesterday, and, you know, I just said, hey, come on, bro. You got to work your way back to that football. And he kind of explained what happened. Apparently, he lost it in the light, so he couldn't really see it as the ball was coming to him. So it just kind of hit a bad spot. And that's going to happen. I mean, sometimes when when you run your route and you turn around and you got those lights right in your face, it's going to cause you to slow up, and it could cause drops. So either way, that was his only drop, and, and that's understandable. He still, like I said, made some really good catches. It was good to see him get into the mix and show that even more that he's capable of being a, a solid receiver. Watford is a guy that I think will make the practice squad. I think he would be the ultimate practice squad guy, actually. You look at what he's able to bring to the table as a quarterback, a dual threat. He'll be an excellent scout team option to give the defense looks for when they go against RG3 and, and the Cleveland Browns. I mean, you got a, a, a very athletic quarterback in RG3. So that'll be a good move for Watford. And then, of course, he gives them options at the receiver position also to give looks. So Watford is an ideal guy for a practice squad. We have a 53-man roster projection coming, and uh, definitely make sure you check that out. Uh, that'll be on the eaglesware.usatoday.com. We have one of our contributors that put an offensive and defensive roster projection out there, so make sure you check that out as well. Now, just moving on to the receiver position, we talked about Paul Turner. We talked about Duro Green Beckham. Marcus Johnson got his, a couple catches for the first time. Uh, Caleb Jones had a nice catch as well on a slant. A really good, good concentration there. It was a double catch, but I could understand the double catch because the DB was right there. He kind of got in front of it, but Watford, or not Watford, but Caleb Jones was able to, to stick to it, and they got the first down. And that's one of the things the Eagles are doing. They're working that slant route. So good job on offense with them. Now it's time to switch over to defense. And the guy we're going to go ahead and play an interview on, he, he he's dominated this whole training camp. I mean, the guy, he has three sacks, two on the day today, uh, yesterday, but – the quarterback pressures is there over and over and over again. So let's go ahead and bring in Stephen Means, hear what he had to say after the game last night. <laughs> oh, man. Blessed to be out there, man. Thank God. Thank God to just be able to be out there. Him shining his light through me. I don't even know what to say. You've dominated this preseason. Uh, did you kind of channel your, your inner Bruce Smith? <laughs> Um, no, I think I think God took over this year for me. Um, I begged and pleaded to him, uh, try to stay as, as righteous as I can. Nobody perfect, but he stayed faithful to me when I was faithless to him. That was a heck of a bull rush on that one sack. <laughs> as an outside linebacker, where did you learn to do that? Normal, Normal. Um, before the switch. I really can't explain it, to be honest. And that's why I keep on bringing up God. It's just him pointing through me. Physically, is there something that's clicking? Because I, mean, I remember watching at Baltimore. You were outstanding there. Don't get me wrong. Right, but, right. I mean, you're more than outstanding here. You're, you're playing really well this preseason. So, uh, was there something that clicked physically for you? Um, the hunger. The hunger has been building up for a while. Uh, ever since, ever since uh, my rookie year, you know, it's been building up and. God is shining his light now. 
How about, I mean, you know, you came here last year, you've gotten to work against Jason Peters. I know he's a guy that is one of the best left tackles. How have you been able to progress from going up against him? Um, he taught me a lot, you know, and, and then when I come off to the sideline, he a guy that'll run over to me and, oh, you got him with this, go to this, go to this move next. And a lot of the time it worked. How are you approaching these next day or two while you wait to see if you make the team? No worries. Um, I leave it all to God's hands and, and my my faith is high, so my worries is low, you know. So I, I don't, I'm not worried about nothing. Whatever is gonna happen, it's gonna happen, and uh, you know, I just let the pieces lay where they fall. Do you come away satisfied that you left everything you could possibly leave on the field and for them to decide? It's probably the biggest thing. Is, um, I can look in the mirror and, and smile at myself and say that you know I left it all out there. And, you know, let God take it from there. Thank you. Appreciate it. So that was Stephen Means, and that voice you heard, that was the voice of a guy who truly laid it all on the field that day. I mean, you could just hear the exhaustion. Uh, he's, yo, know, I, I, I can't say enough about him, man. He's been outstanding, and, and I'm, I'm definitely a, a big-time advocate of Stephen Means going forward. He's someone I noticed back in, in, in minicamp. I wanted to see him being as though... I had covered him when I was covering the Ravens the last couple of years. So it was really good to see him step up and finally get that opportunity, not get caught in that numbers game. And I think he's going to be on the roster. I don't think I, he's going to be on the roster. There's no mistake in that. Looking at just the the guys behind them, I mean, Aziz too and Destiny Vial, they stood out again. These are two young pups that are really going to push to, to get guys like Bo Allen and Taylor Hart off of that roster. I want to see how that works, how many de- defensive tackles they carry. But looking at the linebackers, Kendricks played a solid game for when he was in. Quentin Gates was my standout at the linebacker position. Made multiple tackles, an open field tackle to stop a third down. And he, he just really stepped up and had a nice tackle on special teams as well. So Quentin Gates, outstanding job. He's definitely working to prove that he deserves to be on the roster. I think he's a practice squad guy at the end of the day. And then just looking at the back end, it was a tough night for Ja'Cory Shepard. I saw him get, he got beat for the touchdown. Robbie Anderson, former Temple player, got him for, I, I think it was a 61-yarder 60, or something along those lines. So that was rough. That was tough to see. C.J. Smith was very good in defense. Jalen Mills, I talked to him in the locker room. He said he feels like he's back. That hamstring is no longer uh, something that's bothering him. So you could, in effect, say he's no longer hamstrung. So he stood out also. Uh, Ed Reynolds with the 90-yard interception return. And I tell you what, that performance by Penn State quarterback, former Penn State quarterback Christian Hackerberg, was probably the worst I've seen from a quarterback. And I, I tell you what, someone in the Jets front office has some explaining to do. So well, we're going to end it on that note. Uh, defensively, they definitely did another good job. The roster cut down will be to 53 men. By Saturday at 4 p.m., I am Teron Davenport. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back Monday. Give me that follow at tdavenport underscore NFL, the eagleswire.usatoday.com. We are out of here. Subscribe on Audio Boom. Holla at you.
Is Democracy in Danger or Decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.